only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. This is Paul Blackmore at CKBG 107.3 FM at BlueGarageClassicMix.com. Wishing Rob McConnell and all listeners and viewers of the worldwide XO Nation a very Merry Christmas and a healthy, happy, and safe New Year. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And good evening, one and all, and welcome back to the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, and for the next hour, I'm your host and your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the Exxon comes to you from our broadcast center and studios in St. Catharines, Ontario, Canada, on your hometown radio, Classic 1220, and streaming around the world and into the great beyond, on classic1220.ca. My guest for this hour, Exo Nation, is a young lady that I've had the pleasure of talking to a number of times. Her name is Lauren Corngold, and she is in uh, Miami, Florida. And Karen, welcome back. Uh, Lauren, I'm sorry. Welcome back to the Exo. Well, thank you once again for having me. It's my pleasure. Uh, Lauren, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, uh, I was born in Miami, and... Uh, to the point, uh, I am a psychic medium. I started seeing spirits when I was about seven, mm-hmm. six, as far well, maybe before, I don't remember. And I've been uh, seeing them and hearing them ever since. Okay, let's go back to the very first time that you can remember uh, using your psychic abilities. Uh, when did you? When did that happen? Well, the first time I remember 
uh, I was very sick. I used to get what they used to call the croup. And uh, my mother used to put me in a bed with mm -hmm. these uh, wet sheets over me. Right. And I was very sick. I was coughing. Oh, uh, I was probably about six or seven. Mm -hmm. And um, all of a sudden, I saw these, these shadows uh, outside of the uh, sheet walking around me. And then all of a sudden, this woman appeared in front of my feet. And she had all this wonderful light coming from her. It did look like radiating light. It sort of looked like the photosphere of the sun with these big pixels of light go up and down. And, and she looked at me, and I could tell that she was not like me, hmm. solid. But she was smiling, and she said to me, Honey, don't worry. You're going to be just fine. And then she was gone. And so were the others. I never knew who the others were behind the seat. But those shadow people, or whatever you want to call them, they were also gone. And I just, you know, it, it felt strange, but yet so natural. Like, I don't know, like she was supposed to be there. What type of psychic abilities do you possess, Lauren? And how do you, how do you manifest them? How do you get them to kick in? Well, um, I, I see and hear spirits. I don't really do anything to mm -hmm. manifest them. I kind of just walk into a room and I either see something or I, I hear something. Um, although I do meditate and when I, when after a meditation period of about 20 minutes, I feel more acute. I feel more aware and sometimes the voices, um, are more pronounced and I can see them. That's when I grab my camera and take their pick or take an audio um, so that people don't think I'm schizophrenic. <laughs> <laughs> so what type of different uh, methods or tools do you use when doing your psychic readings? Do you use tarot cards, crystals? Do you use astrology? How do you do it? No, no um, I do have tarot cards, and uh, did a, a friend of mine suggested that I learn the tarot, mm -hmm. and I, I was I'm terrible at it. Um, oh, come. I, did, I had to write on the cards what what you know what the, like the death card, for instance, means change. Mm -hmm. and, you know the, the you know uh, the sun. What does this mean? So you know when you have to do that, that's not really your forte, and um, just wasn't working out. So I. Um, I gave that up, and I wasn't really getting anything from it. So I don't really use crystals or, or anything. The most I do is I, I do like some candles um, for meditation, and I do, have to, I do something called scrying. I take uh, pictures through uh, clear glass for refraction or on mirror for reflection, and I do see spirit pics. Uh, I take their pics, and I put it you know, on my uh, webpage and uh, let other people see them. So when I explain to them that it works, they can actually see the empirical evidence that it does work. Lauren, what's your personal philosophy or, or your belief system regarding psychic readings and the spiritual realm in general? Well, the spirit world is real. Um, when you die, I don't know how it happens, mm -hmm. but when you die, you, you do transcend to another level. How it happened, I don't know. I have asked the spirits, how does it happen? How does it you just come out of your body? 
how does it work? And I was told it's not for me to know. Okay, I accept that. Um, I, I I don't really get uh, any psychic readings done to me because uh, I have in the past and they're usually very incorrect. You know, I always get, I see that you know, you're looking for psychic development. Am I really, you know? <laughs> Um, I see that you want answers because you don't know how mm-hmm. to find them. I'm like, really? <laughs> so, um, so I guess, you know, I guess you're getting wires crossed with somebody else. <laughs> you know, I don't tell them I'm a psychic. So, you know, you know, can I, you know, you know, the usual scamming kind of thing. So I just don't get any readings and I don't give any readings or anything like that. So if you don't give readings, how do you use your psychic gift? Well, uh, people do call me up and they say, um, I think, you know, there's a spirit in my house and they usually want to tell me who they think it is. And I usually mm-hmm. tell them not to because I like to walk into a building or, or a dwelling and do a cold reading. Okay. Uh, I don't want any information. I want to talk to the spirit mm-hmm. myself and find out what they say, who they are. Uh, and a lot of times people... I hope it's my grandmother, I hope it's my dog, you know, that sort of thing. And I, that may influence me by, you know, by leading the spirit on, oh, your Aunt Minnie, right? Um, maybe not. So I just like to walk in and uh, usually just have my cell phone. I do have cameras, but I just usually walk in with my cell phone and I turn it on record if I feel something. And obviously, if I see something, I just start taking pics and ask them to tell me who they are mm-hmm. and why they're here. Um, are they attached to the place? Are they attached to the people? Um, and I've gotten all kinds of people, people that died from cancer, suicide, uh, motorcycle accidents, you name it. So you, you're not like the typical psychic who has a telephone number that they give out or they do readings uh, on Skype, Zoom, or any other modalities. You actually go to the place and do your psychic uh, psychic job there. Yes, um, and I'm, I'm not in it for the money because I don't get paid. I've never, ever, ever taken a dime for what I do. Wow. I feel, never. I feel like I, have, I am put here to help people mm-hmm. uh, and, and I don't have a problem with getting paid for that I mean if you're a cop or a firefighter you're helping people and you should be paid right um, but for me it doesn't feel right it feel it feels more businessy you know and I think that would that would kind of play with my abilities and I don't feel that that the spirit world particularly wants me to get paid I mean I've done, done well enough without without having to be paid and it's just kind of an interference. So, no, I don't do, um, you know, I don't do readings or I don't, you know, tell people, you know, I see your aura, you know, give me 20 bucks. <laughs> so, no, I don't. All right. So you go into a house and you use your psychic abilities to establish whether or not there is, in fact, a, a spirit or something that is causing paranormal activity in the home. You discover that. You're 100% sure that's what it is. What do you do next? Well, it depends on what the people want. I see. Um, 
if they a lot of times they say, Oh, it's my it's my grandmother, I'll take a pic of a spirit and I'll show it to the people and they say, Oh, that's my grandmother or that's my uncle mm-hmm. and they say oh, they're overjoyed that they're there and then I just uh, don't do anything. I just give them the information and um, if they want to post it, they can post it. If they want me to post it, uh, to show other people, I do that. I never ask because I don't want them to feel pressured. Most of the time, they don't want me to post it. It's private, and I just leave. Now, if it's if it's um, somebody uh, or an entity that is uh, you know malevolent, and I've I've been told of uh, you know poltergeist activity or you know somebody saying get out or something, then mm-hmm. what I do is um, I go over there and I light some white sage and I talk to the spirit and I try to scare the hell out of it so that it leaves <laughs> the dwelling. And I'm pretty good at that. How, go. how, do you, how do you scare a spirit um, when a spirit is dead and they really have nothing to fear? Well, um, what I have found is that... Um, they have a certain, most of them are older spirits, or okay. they have a certain image of female. So they expect me to be frightened, or to, you know. And what I do is I have the, nobody talks, boy talks better than me. I have a filthy <laughs> mouth, and I use the language that would make your hair curl. <laughs> and that usually scares the crap out of them, because they're not expecting that. And um, they gen- and I tell them I'll smudge you out, and for some reason, and I don't know why, the idea of being smudged to a lot of spirits is um, really quite frightening. And they leave. I've never had anyone call me and say they're back. I've never gotten that. Wow. So <laughs> having a potty mouth and being a, yeah. a lady at the same time comes in handy sometimes. Yes, I hope my grandmother isn't listening. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if she is, you'll find out later. Yes, I guess I will. <laughs> Lauren, please stand by. You and I have to take our first break. Exonation. Lauren Korngold is my special guest. And uh, her website is www.getmyspiritstreamnow.com. Getmyspiritstreamnow.com. And um, Lauren is also with the Paranormal Research Investigative Society of Miami, and we'll both be back on the other side of this break. As the Exxon continues with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our broadcast center and studios in St. Catharines, Ontario, Canada, right here on your hometown radio, Classic 1220, and streaming around the world and into the great beyond on Classic1220.ca. Don't go away. We'll be back on the other side of this very, very short break.
And welcome back, everyone. If you're listening to us on the radio, then I know for a fact you've got your car radio, your home radio, your office radio tuned to AM. That's right, because that's where you find Classic 1220. And we're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in St. Catharines, Ontario, Canada. And we're available worldwide, no matter where you are on this great big planet or beyond, at www.classic.ca.com. Classic1220.ca. There you go. Ever have one of those days where you want to say something, the brain goes, says, all right, you turn right, but you end up turning left? Well, that's what just happened with me. Our guest this hour is uh, Lauren Korngold, and she is with the Paranormal Research Investigative Society of Miami, and her website is getmyspiritstreamnow.com. Is, is Miami a, a very haunted place? Yeah, it is. It's not known for it. Uh, here in the States, places like South Carolina mm-hmm. or Massachusetts, or, you know, New England, the Civil Wars and the Revolutionary War. But Miami actually is a pretty haunted place. We have a lot of old-time mansions and hotels that, like the Biltmore, that have uh, spirits in them. I think it's haunted everywhere on, on this planet. Mm. Uh, you know, wherever there's a piece of land, I think there's some spirits around. Um, but yes, Miami is is quite haunted. Tell us about the Paranormal Research Investigative Society of Miami. Well, uh, what we do is like like a, you know, a ghost hunting, um, typical ghost hunting uh, group. I formed the group. Um, ours is a little bit different. I wanted to have. Um, I wanted there to be uh, certain rules. Mm-hmm. For instance, never post anything of a celebrity or, or somebody, uh, a friend, w- without telling the family first. You know, don't t- we're not in this to make a name for ourselves. And some of my team members, you know, they didn't like that because, you know, they want to, mm-hmm. wow, this is cool, let's post it. But um, also we always have two people with us, uh, two people together in a room so that there could never be any, um, you know, accusation of fraud and manipulation. Uh, we go into houses. Sometimes I walk right into the house and I see something. Uh, sometimes I don't. Whether I do or I don't, we treat it as if we see nothing. We put up uh, infrared cameras, full-spectrum cameras, uh, recorders, grids, uh, all that kind of stuff. Uh, even if we, even if I see something right there, because there's always something that I miss, and we want to record it for the benefit of the people that are, you know, having us come over. And what we do is, unlike a lot of uh, paranormal research groups, we don't generally spend the entire night there. Um, there seems to be some belief that spirits come out more at night. They do not. It's just that it gives us an opportunity to use a lot of cool technology like infrared <laughs> that you can't use during the day. Right. So, if, so if you go there at 9 o'clock in the morning and uh, there's a spirit there, it's going to be there at 9 o'clock in the morning or 9 o'clock at night. So uh, we usually wrap it up within three or four hours of getting there. We don't spend, there's nothing magical about nighttime. I was talking to uh, a paranormal investigator and I asked him, why do you guys do this at night? And he said, well, it's very simple because we work during the day. Oh, there's that too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of us have, you know, other jobs or we own yep. businesses. 
yes. But um, some people think, oh, the nighttime, you know, lights out here. They're all going to come out now. Well, if they didn't come out when you were there for the, you know, the three hours when the sun was above the horizon, mm-hmm. they're probably not going to come out now. If they're there, they're there. No, ma- and if they're not, yeah. well, they're not. Where has, where in your experience has been the most haunted location that you and your team have done an investigation at? My house. Your house. Your house. Yes, my house. Yes. How my ha- house is loaded with spirits. And where did all these spirits come from? Well, um, um, I have a friend who is a psychic and uh we've been uh friends for about 30 years and she said you know you have a portal in your house and i said no i don't i would feel it she says well i don't know what you're feeling but you have a portal in your house um so i asked the spirits uh, you know there's so many of you here um i know it's not a portal so what is it and they said it's a portal <laughs> i said oh it is i said okay that's what i was told them amazed that I didn't, didn't you know, pick, that, pick up on that. They said, well, you know, maybe you have a little prejudice against it, but there is a portal here. And if somebody referred to it like um, like uh, Grand Central Station, some of them are just passing through like stragglers and they have nothing to do with me. And they just are passing on by and I just happen to see them or take their pick or hear their voices. And they're not interested in me at all. They're just walking on by. Uh, other times, uh, it's angels or guides, or my father. <laughs> um, so it, it depends. But there are a lot of spirits here, and there are a lot of portals. And wherever there's a portal, there's going to be a bunch of spirits, good and bad, passing through. So where does this portal portal come from? What is the destination on the other side? I don't know. Uh, all I know is I've been fortunate enough to take pictures of when the portal is opened and there's light coming out. So I guess when they say going into the light, Mm -hmm. I guess that's really true. Because when there's a burst of light, there seems to be um, a burst of energy that I feel. And then you can see these spirits, you know, just streaming out. It's almost like Mm. a, a bus door opening and everybody's coming out. And then they're gone. But I don't know what I don't know what's on the other side. I just know that the light, yeah. and I know the spirits, and they come and go. Now the spirits that come and go are they always positive spirits, or do you get negative no. spirits, de- uh, demonic spirits as well? Yes. Hmm. How yes. do you, how do you deal with the negative spirits or the demonic spirits? Potty mouth. <laughs> oh, jeez. Here we go. You must have been a sailor in a previous life. Uh, right. Except for I have no tattoos, so <laughs> I don't know. But uh, you're probably right, something like that, um, because um, that usually takes care of it. But, um, you know, I what I have found is that a lot of the spirits that I have, I, I haven't had too many negative encounters, but those that I have had, mm-hmm. they're not really evil. They're mostly angry. Um, and they're angry because um, some of them are murder victims. Some of them never got justice. You know, I had one guy tell me, my killer is still walking loose. I said, I'm really sorry about that. But it isn't going to be any good hanging on to resentment. So a lot of times 
what we perceive as being evil mm-hmm. is more like uh, just they're they're angry. Um, I can understand that. Uh, yes. So, do you try and get them to go to the light? Um, well, I used to say, go into the light, there's peace and love in the light. And mm-hmm. I once had a guy say to me, yeah, I know, I, 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 I live here. Um, I'm just out, out and about. And he was kind of had a negative attitude. He says, I'm not stuck, if that's what you mean. So why do you keep trying to send me to a place that I've been to a hundred times? No, that makes sense, we're, right? out, we're out because we want to be out, not because we're stuck. So I stopped saying, go into the light, find <laughs> peace and love in the light. Um, they, they don't always want to be in the light. What inspired you, Lauren, to, be, to pursue a career as a, as a professional paranormal investigator? Well, um, I guess I was always, because of my, um, you know, psychic mm-hmm. abilities, I guess you would say, um, I was always interested in that. And when I was a little girl, my father said to me, look, um, I don't know too much about it, but I know this. You'd be well advised not to tell too many people. And I did not understand that. And now later on, I did understand it because you didn't want people to think you were a nut. But as I, I knew that they were real and I wanted other people who questioned, you know, what is their life beyond this? What is it? What do they look like? Is it intelligent? Um, ghost is it, is it just like energy so i wanted to answer some of those questions for myself because i didn't know and i wanted to show other people that it was real and to mostly to give comfort because i've had people say to me thank you so much i'm at peace now because uh i had a lady from the philippines who's uh her big her big brother was uh murdered and she wanted to know if he was in the light Mm-hmm. And I said, um, don't tell me anything about him. I said, all I can tell you is that he's standing in front of me. And he's, and he's saying to me, cool you, cool you. And she started to cry. And I said, well, what does that mean? And she goes, he's saying, cool ya, cool ya. That means big brother in the Filipino language. And I said, oh, my God. Um, okay. Uh, well, she, so it gave her a sense of peace. To know that um, he was around and that he um, and that her mother had just passed away and that he, she was with him. Would you say that the experiences that you share with the people who you help, just like this Filipino lady, are are in some form or fashion very spiritual? And I don't, you know, I mean, you're doing something good. You're, 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 you're a, let's say, a, somebody who works and walks on the right side of the light. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel good because most people feel a sense of relief. Mm-hmm. But I understand that this isn't for everyone. I actually, uh, you know, I had a, a dog sitting service, and one of my uh, clients said to me, look, I know you're a psychic. I know you see and hear things. Mm-hmm. And she said, if you ever see anything in my house, don't tell me. I don't want to know. That stuff freaks me out. And I said, okay. And there were things in her house, but I kept my mouth shut. It's not for everybody. Not everybody wants to know. Some people get, you know, the heebie-jeebies about sure. it. So I get it. 
We've got about uh, 30 seconds before I have to go for my next break, uh, Lauren. Do people have anything to physically fear from the spirits? Um, not really. Uh, people have talked about being touched or mm -hmm. pushed. I mean, I've never seen that outside of a movie. But, I mean, I've, been, <laughs> I've had a light touch right. on my body, but I've never had anybody, you know, throw me across the room. I mean, I'm not going to – I won't say – it doesn't happen because I have no empirical evidence to preclude it from happening. But mm -hmm. um, I don't. I would say I wouldn't worry too much about it. That's good enough for me. If you say it, it's good enough for me. Lauren, stand by. You and I have to take our uh, our second break. And Exonation, Lauren Corngold is our special guest, and we're going to be back on the other side. Of, like I said, of this very short break, as we continue here in the Exon with yours truly, Rob McConnell from our broadcast studios and corporate offices in St. Catharines, Ontario, Canada, right here on your hometown radio, Classic 1220. And we're also streaming around the world and beyond on www.classic1220.ca. Hmm, the strange, the weird, the bizarre is what the Exxon is all about. We'll be back. Don't go away. Welcome back to the Exxon. I'm Rob McConnell. We're coming to you on Classic 1220, www.classic1220.ca. Lauren Korngold is my special guest this hour, and uh, Lauren is in Miami, Florida. Lauren, has there ever been a paranormal investigation that you've walked in and felt so much negativity that you just want to turn around and walk away? Uh, no, uh, not from spirits, but from the people that are living there. Uh, really? Yeah, um, I did go against um, some advice from a friend of mine mm -hmm. uh, to a, a woman who, um, as soon as I walked into her house, she wanted to uh, preach to me whatever her particular religion was and the belief system that whatever I find is going to be from the devil. I said, well, 
then mm. why am I here? I mean, I'm here as an investigator. Um, that's the, the, the operative word here. I'm investigating. Yeah. If you already have a belief system in place that you won't accept um, evidence, then I really shouldn't be here. So now I do a much better job about vetting people because um, some people uh, are very, very negative and they, or they have preconceived ideas. I know it's my dead ex-husband. Mm -hmm. well, how do you know that? I just know it. Okay. Well, you know, can you be a little open-minded? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> bye. <laughs> uh, but no, I've never had a spiritual... I've come walking to a place where there was a lot of heavy energy, but um, that's the job. You know, you go in and you find out. How do you and your team protect yourselves from all this negative energy that you're you're dealing with during a paranormal investigation, and, and how do you make sure you don't bring it home with you? I have brought it home. Um, I have, uh, <laughs> I, I've actually was, I've brought uh, negative spirits home, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, potty mouth. Um, I've also done, I am what's called a, a remote medium. In other words, sometimes I'll just stay at home and a person will call me and I can, you know, sense what's going on over there mm -hmm. at from home. And one there, there was one time there was a spirit. His name was Cardell. He was at her house, and then he ended up at my house, trying to terrorize me. And um, you know, I got rid of him with my mouth. And my, I actually recorded the session. I do have the recording. And one of a couple of my angels, my guides came and said, "Don't worry about him." We'll take care of him. And then about a half hour later, he came back, and I said, "You again? What are you doing here?" He said, "Your, your, your guide told me I had to come back and apologize, or they were going to stick me in hell." I said, "Oh, well, you probably belong there, <laughs> you know." So, um, I guess there is some sort of punishment, you know, on the other side. How do you deal between the potential paranormal activity and natural explanations? Well, we, uh, what I try to do is if, um, I mean, there's always fluctuations in energy. Mm -hmm. um, you could hear, uh, you could hear uh, something, it could be the wind, and it sounds like a voice, and it could be either, either way. So I try to run it through certain programs like WavePad and try to remove some of the things. Sometimes there's just, it's iffy. And if it's iffy, you know, then you be, you know, you be honest with the people, listen. You know, we, we're not really sure we caught a voice. It may be or it may not. Mm -hmm. but some of them are intelligent. Like when my father comes, I record him, and he's always talking to me about investments. <laughs> so um, that's not the wind or, you know, natural phenomenon. He, you know, he's talking about real estate. So, <laughs> Have you ever encountered skeptics who have actually challenged your findings? And if so, how do you deal with them? Well, I've, I haven't had people really challenge my findings, mm -hmm. but I have had people say, um, I see what you're showing me, but my explanation is different. And then they usually start quoting some religious book that it's, um, it is spiritual in nature, but um, I'm being led astray by forces of the darkness you know, that kind of thing. But I've never really had anybody uh, look at it and say, 
uh, it, it's not there. I've just had people say, you're, you don't understand what you're doing. You know, you think it's just, you know, there are really demons in disguise or, you know, I mean, I, I, I get that once in a while, mostly on Facebook. <laughs> how about EVPs? Um, how do you explain them? You know, for the listeners out there who have no idea what an EVP is, an EVP is an electronic voice phenomenon where a paranormal investigator will use a digital or analog recording device, ask a question, pause, wait a few moments, and then ask another question. Now, the answers or the replies from the spirits can only be heard when the recording is played back. Now, how do we explain that we can't hear the answer when it's given, but later on, there it is on the recording device? I, you know, I don't know that. I mean, but, you know, sometimes I do hear it. And then I, uh, um, I ask the teammate or mm-hmm. myself, I check back to see if I, what I heard was at that time what was recorded. But very, you're right, very often we don't hear it. Um, you know, first, you know, I, I, I've asked her, so I said, you know, how are you making, how do you speak at all? You have no vocal cords. How do you even show yourself? Exactly. You, know, you don't have a body. Yeah. And what I, what I was told is that they, they have, uh, they manipulate energy and they manipulate um, light to form either uh, a, a sound wave mm-hmm. or a, uh, a visual uh, manifestation of themselves. Um, I said, well, then why can't, um, why can't, and I'm a psychic, why can't I hear you all the time? And they said, well, because the energy is in the place that you are, there's, all, there's often uh, environmental phenomenon that um, prevents us from, you know, communicating with you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we, are, uh, we are really reflecting ourselves at a very, very uh, low frequency. So um, that's been my experience. So um, it may be below, you know, 100 hertz or, you know, whatever it is that we, we can't... Um, Hear it, but every once in a while, I'll I'll hear a, a really good, like just a, almost a, a total conversation. So I have to presume that there are environmental factors to or that you know enhance it or you know remove it. I would imagine that cell phones and Wi-Fi transmissions really screw up the the attempt of investigators when it comes to establishing evidence that the paranormal is real. Well, my my cell phones have always been uh, my friend because uh, that's really all that I use. Um, I I just turn it on and I just sit there. And uh, somebody said to me, and it may be true, and I I never asked the spirit. I forget to ask. They said, "Well, did it ever occur to you that maybe um, they're attracted to you? So that's why you have good luck hearing them." And because um, I do seem to get a lot of stuff that other paranormal investigators don't get in a, in abundance, so I said, "Well, that's a, that's a, a good. I never thought of that, but that's a good. Mm. Maybe I'm a spirit magnet or something." Um, and there's so many of them that somebody's bound to be heard. You know, if you have a hundred people in a room, you're going to hear at least two people. So um, I, I, I said, "Yeah, you know, I got to ask about that. I, that's a good question." Maybe um, maybe there are certain people that 
they're attracted to or certain kinds of spirits. Maybe they, they, they go, you know, like a mind meld, you know, mm-hmm. they, whatever your wavelength is, they match you there. Not all of them can do that. Well, I know why your cell phone likes you because your cell phone has experienced firsthand how your potty mouth affects, you know, <laughs> spirits and and other you know other members of the other side, and it doesn't want to, it doesn't want to be on your bad side. So that's why it's nice to you. So, well, I, I, yeah, yeah, they probably have gotten my name around. <laughs> <laughs> Something that I've been told by many paranormal investigators is that a lot of these spirits don't know they're dead. And you and I were talking about how angry or frustrated they are and that this is one of the major causes. They don't know why people can't see them. They don't know why people can't hear them. They don't know why these uh, why they're being neglected. It's because they don't know they're dead. What's your opinion on that? I've never had that experience. No I, I came in, no... Not that I remember. Um, I believed that because, you know, you'd see people, you'd hear other paranormal investigators or psychics say mm-hmm. they see people walking around in period clothing. So they must think that they're back in the 18th century or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. But I have um, asked them, I've, I've seen people that look like, you know, they're wearing, you know, American revolutionary clothing or something. And I say, you know, you, you do realize the um, the American Revolution is over, and you know we're best buddies with uh, England now. You do know that. And they say, well, of course I know that. You know that at that time. They say, yes, it's 2018. They say, oh, you're aware of the passage of time. Uh, why do you look this way? And they said, because this is who I am, and this was the most exciting time of my life. Mm-hmm. I've been told that. I have never met met anyone who says, well, I am waiting. Uh, you know, you know. I mean, they can see the TV, they can see the electricity, they can, um, they, they, they know something is going on. I've never, I've never talked to anybody who said, what do you mean, you know, Abraham Lincoln was just assassinated, you know, 1865 or whatever. I, I mean, I've never, I've never had that experience. How do you figure that a ghost or a spirit that is energy can wear period clothing when clothing doesn't have any energy. Well, they're not wearing the clothing. What are they they're wearing? wearing they're, they're, I mean, they're, they're like, the, okay, if you're looking at a spirit and this man or woman mm-hmm. manifests their face, and you can see the face, they can manifest what the clothing looked like at the time. It's just, um, it's you know, just not part of their skin. They're able to form... Like they can form their face or their arms, they can they can form the clothes. I don't I don't know how they know. Mm-hmm. I tend to I tend to think it's instinctual because I don't think they have a big uh, clothing um, store on the other side teaching you know dressing you up. So I think it's something that you innately do. Uh, because when my mother passed away... All right, we're going to have to hold yeah. you off here because we do have to take our final break, so please stand by. Lauren Korngold is our special guest, Exonation, Nation, and we're talking about spirits, psychics, paranormal investigations, and much more. And uh, Lauren and I will be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in St. Catharines, Ontario, Canada, right here on Classic 1220 and streamed around the world on classic1220.ca. Hey, 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 hey,
And welcome back, everyone. This is The Excellent. I'm Rob McConnell, and you're listening to us on Classic 1220 or online at www.classic1220.ca. Lauren Korngold is our special guest. And uh, Lauren, if somebody listening to us tonight is inspired and motivated by by our conversation, and they too want to become a paranormal investigator, what should they do? How would they go about it? Well, the first thing that they should do is read, keep an open mind, don't think you know everything. I still know very little uh, in comparison to what I hope to learn. Um, a lot of times, I, you know, I know in my experience, when I really started investigating, I, got, I had a lot of uh, surprises, a lot of old notions I had to put aside, prejudices that I mm-hmm. didn't realize I had. So I would tell that person to watch other paranormal investigators, uh, get a mentor, uh, even if it's just online, um, uh, read the book. Uh, all that get as much information as you can so that you do it right and go slowly there's no you know the spirits aren't going anywhere uh you don't have to invest in uh, millions of dollars or hundreds of dollars even to uh capture spirit uh energy so you know don't run out and buy you know 700 hundred dollar cameras you don't need that uh you need a cell phone you need a flashlight uh, you need an, uh, a digital audio recorder or even a, even one with a little tape in it and, and patience. And that's all you need. What are some of the misconceptions about paranormal investigation that, that you'd like to dispel tonight? Well, first of all, it's the one that we spoke of earlier, that, um, <clears throat> that spirits have a tendency to come out at night. Right. You know, that, that's not true. A lot of my best uh, investigation has been during the day. Mm-hmm. Also, that you don't, that you have to have certain kinds of um, equipment. You don't have to have certain kinds of equipment. You don't have to have powerful uh, 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 recorders and things like that because um, you know if the cell phone can pick it up. That that's really all that you need. Um, uh, and also that um, the biggest thing that uh, investigators. I think make a mistake is that they're too uh, impatient. They, um, my, my way is to turn on a recorder, let the recorder run for 20 seconds at least before you even open your mouth, and then ask one question and shut up, and give them 30 seconds to answer, and then ask another. Investigators spend a lot of time talking mm-hmm. instead of listening. Listen, 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 and you will become successful in this. What are the ethical guidelines or principles that you follow in your paranormal investigations that you'd like to share with the listeners? Well, first of all, you have to you have to uh, analyze yourself. Why are you in this? Mm-hmm. Are you in it because you want to seek knowledge and learn and, and, and contact the other side, or do you want to make a name for yourself, or you want to feel cool? Um, so the ghost, the spirit, whatever you want to call it, always comes first. Secondly, the people that you're uh, that own the home or, or the building always come second. In other words, you always have to consider their feelings. Do not ever put anything on the internet. Do not talk about it. It's, it's almost like you're like a confessor. Mm-hmm. Um, keep it private, unless the person that you're working with or the homeowner or whatever it is tells you to release it. 
stop, don't, if you're not in it for you, you're just a conduit between the, the other side, the spirit world, and those of us that are still living. That's all you are. And remember that, that you are the least important person in this whole procedure. Have you ever collaborated with any other paranormal investigation groups, and, and how does that work? Um, not with groups, but I did have a friend uh, mm-hmm. who uh, did this herself, and she's from Atlanta, and uh, we, we used to collaborate together a little bit, and then the pandemic hit, and everything kind of, you know, stopped, and, um, you know, we just kind of drifted apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have I have worked with other um paranormal investigators um what i have not done and will not do is work with any psychic because when i go in as a paranormal investigator i don't go in as a psychic i go in as an investigator like i said earlier if i walk into a house and i see a spirit i will of course take out my my equipment but i i still put up all the stuff as if i don't see them because i am an investigator they didn't call for a psychic. They called for an investigator. So um, they're kind of, I, I kind of wear two hats. I, I, I don't really, I, I mean, I have an advantage because I'm a psychic, but I don't count on that. I count on the evidence that is caught on the cameras and the recorders. What about these TV shows that are out there, the different ghost shows? It seems that a lot of things happen in a very short period of time on their shows, and yet there's... There's never anything that is that is evidence. What's your take well, on the shows? Um, well, I, I, yeah, I, you know, it is funny because, you know, you, you spend more time um, not getting anything mm-hmm. than, than getting it. You know what I mean? It's, it's sort of like um, if somebody's there and they want to talk to you, you're probably going to hear from them the first 15 minutes. If they're not going to talk to you in 15 minutes or a half hour, they probably have nothing to say or there's nothing there. Um Yes, I, I, I always wanted, you know, there probably is a lot of times with these shows that uh, they don't get anything. You just don't, you know, they don't air that because, you know, it's boring. Right. So they air the, they, um, they air the stuff where things uh, are a little bit active, um, you know, but even then you got to take it with a grain of salt because you don't know um, if, they're manipulating it. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say they're, they're not because I think a lot of them uh, have the same um, rules that you, you never leave people alone. There's always two investigators in a room at the same mm-hmm. time. Um, and there are some that are more reliable than others. I mean, now on uh, X or formerly Twitter, there's nothing, it's nothing but ghost hunters. You know, just somebody picks up the camera and says, oh, hey, I'm going to go to 7-Eleven and do a ghost hunt. Uh, you can't do that. Uh, I mean, you can do it, but I mean, mm-hmm. you got to take it with a grain of salt, and you really have to uh, do research and not just be enthusiastic, but but really be professional. A lot of these shows and individual groups and investigators love going to prisons, bars, hospitals where there has been countless reports of paranormal activity, ghosts, and spirits. Why would the ghosts and spirits remain in a place that has been turned into a tourism location? Um, yeah, you know, it's like when they go to the Lizzie Borden house. Yeah. Uh, Lizzie, Lizzie Borden may show up if, um, 
she's attached to the building or she wants to communicate. But it's like graveyards. Graveyards are the most uh, uh, spirit of, uh, devoid places on earth. They're, they're just a bunch of bodies there. There really aren't any spirits right. hanging around unless they unless they come to see you. And I went to a funeral three months ago and um, I saw uh, two or three spirits. Now it was very unusual because uh, I usually don't see anything at those kinds of uh, functions because there's nobody there. Um, maybe when these people go, when, this, when these ghost hunters go to these places, the spirits um, are they're not, I don't think they're trapped and I don't think they want to be there, but I think they want to be they want someone to maybe acknowledge them, so they go to where uh, where they're going. So you know, if I'm if I'm motivated to go to um, a, a, an abandoned prison somewhere and I see a uh, spirit, it may be because they want me. They want to be seen by somebody, and they know that we're there to do that. So they'll show up. I don't think they reside there because I think we go back a day later and not find anything. A lot of investigators also use uh, photographs of orbs as evidence of spirits, uh, that these orbs are actually spirits. Uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts and comments about orbs that are, the photographs of orbs that are taken? They, they can be spirits, they can also be dust. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Um, what I look for is sometimes I get, um, uh, what I do is I look for, if I, if I, if I see an orb, yeah. I've caught some orbs on my ring, um, uh, uh, camera and other cameras. Um, I look for other phenomenon at the same time. Like, like I heard my father's voice in the living room and I turned, I didn't feel I was lazy. I didn't want to get out of bed. So I turned on the speaker and the microphone and I said, who's there? And I, and it was me, daddy, it's me. And um, and then when I reviewed everything, I saw a couple of orbs flying by. So then that seems more credible to me. But um, it could, you know. And I also look a lot of these orbs that are really spiritual in um, in, in their uh, quality have a face. I look for that. That's also helpful because other than that, they could be spiritual, but you really don't know because um, it could be a, a piece of dust flying mm-hmm. by. I asked a paranormal investigator the other night why morgues are not not only morgues but funeral parlors are not getting any reports of hauntings or ghost uh, activity. Any ideas why? Yeah, they're not there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I when I was when I was uh, a young lady so we're talking was, so we're talking three years ago okay about, right thank you very much You're welcome. um i wasn't <laughs> sure what field of science i wanted to go in so right. i went and i decided to do a little stuff in the morgue um i didn't see anybody i mean i saw bodies but i didn't see any spirit uh i mean a spirit may be attached to their physical being and be there or again they want to be seen and they maybe they know you're psychic for some reason and they show up but usually the attachment to the mortal body is just right after they died and then they kind of you know hover a little bit and then they go on so these people are had donated their body to science so they were in the refrigerator for a long time mm-hmm. there was really no attachment emotionally to the body so they weren't there for that um 
so I, you know, I didn't see anybody. I, I did not see any, and I have a friend who actually works in a, um, in a funeral home, and I said, do, do you ever feel anything? Do you ever see anything? Any creepy, you know, stuff? She's like, no, nothing. Wow. <laughs> Lauren, not there. Lauren, the time has come when I must say so long to you, my dear friend. First of all, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us here tonight on the X-Zone, and, and, you know, for sharing your experience and your knowledge with the members of the X-Zone Nation who listen to us right here on Classic 1220. So thank, thank you, you very so much. much and listen to you and your family and your friends and your team the very best of the season to you both and all and i look forward to speaking to you in the new year happy new year okay happy new year merry christmas happy hanukkah all that stuff thank Uh, you so much all right lauren take care of yourself god bless you and that's it for tonight exo nation i'll be back tomorrow night as once again we cross the time space continuum to this place that i call the exxon And we're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in St. Catharines, Ontario, Canada, on Classic 1220, and around the world on Classic1220.ca. So until uh, next we meet here in the X-Zone, always remember, X-Zone Nation, to keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light. I'm Rob McConnell. Good night, everyone.